1: WoodDental.com.
0: This is the Last Minute Blues podcast with Jeff Burton, Donnie Fandango, and former Blues defenseman Jamie Rivers. It is the Last Minute Blues podcast. Donnie Fandango and Jeff Burton from 105.7 The Point, and from our sister station 101 ESPN, and former Blue defenseman Jamie Rivers. Gentlemen, what's going on?
1: Oh, hanging out over here and uh, he's over here trying to hide in the studio and, yeah. and I came in here and he was in here.
0: Yes. Yeah, well,
2: okay, first of all, text goes out, you know, we usually try to pull this shit show together as best we can. Yep. And, you know, you have the show, I've got my show and stuff going on, yeah, and we know, hey, the Riz show, of course, right? You know, we got Jeff maybe there. Maybe you've heard of it? Maybe, <sighs> maybe, maybe kind of, sort of. a huge part of it, by the yeah. way. Huge <laughs> part of Massive it. Massive part of it. So Jeff sends out, we always try to get between 10 and 10.30 so that we can get everybody corralled together. Jeff sends out a text last night. You know, we can get the studio, but it has to be right at 10 Mm a.m. Okay, so 10 a.m. comes. Actually, it was 9.55. I'm in here waiting. 10 a.m. Early bird. 10.01, 10.02, 10.03. I mean, what was it? 10.12 before he got in the studio. So I decided to screw with him a little bit. Yep. I said, I'm out of here. Screw you guys. And I hid behind
1: Dude, over here. Because you said,
0: I'm out. And then for a while, I didn't know where you were. And I was like, oh, shit. Did he really leave, man? That would really be a friggin' he, bummer. Did you see the text
1: he was sending? <laughs> yes, I did. Once a minute? <laughs> right. Are these costing me? I hope so. Are these costing I me on my they, plan? <laughs> I hope they put you over your minutes. That'd be great. I just, I have the Firefly, you know, flip phone, and I can't see all the text. <laughs> Dude, wow.
0: I have to go. Uh, and listen, you guys know me, and and I love being a parent. Like it's my favorite thing. Uh, tonight, my daughter is in a beginner band concert. Oh boy, and I am I am less than enthused at this point in my day, and I want to be, and I'm going to be as supportive. I'll be waving the flag and the whole thing. But damn it, dudes! I do not want to do this tonight. It's going to be beautiful. What is it? Outside. What is what It's a band concert. Uh. She's in band, and it's beginner band. On top of being a band concert, on top of it being like a regional thing, mm-hmm. so it's like a bunch of different middle schools. So it's not just okay. Her so here's
1: here the question: Is she is she playing with a band like other classmates in a, in a yeah, correct? A song? Yeah, yeah, she's in her middle school so, band. So here's the thing that that I always wrestled with for thirty seconds, and I just did it anyway. If your kids. Uh, event is first like if her band goes first can you just get up and and get out of there now we have been given that yeah we've been given that
0: opportunity before yeah so i'm percent i'm hoping that they that they kind of go early but i would not ever be offended if my if like my kids going third and fourth and yours are going first and second if you're done
1: hey man freedom to you (laughs) (laughs) and if somebody else does it first then you're yeah yeah, i don't see
0: the problem at all yeah no it's just the it's just the and then mary has a late business meeting so oh, like, is that what I, she told you? So, <laughs> that's what she said this time. So did so, Jeff and I. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so I. So I'm doing this solo. Man, dude, like, I, I love being the dad, but I wish we were going for a walk in the park tonight yeah. and, and, and not this particular. Now, okay. have
2: you guys gone through the recorder phase?
0: Oh, God, we're in oh, it right yeah, now, yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh,
2: my God. So, obviously, I got the four kids, and every kid has gone through the recorder phase, mm, yeah. and it's like... Oh my god you just hear that screeching that beep
0: beep beep yeah. I'm like oh my god and, and, and even when Dexter is trying to play it and not screwing around—it's annoying.
1: Yes, but tough. then
0: when he decides that it's going to be some kind of freaking trumpet or yeah, some it's shit solo, <laughs> dude—that's that, when you're just like, "Oh my god, this is miserable." And so we did it. So this is second year of doing it, and then the year before that, Abel was doing it. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I think this is three or four years in a row where where it's just been recorder madness. Well, and like, then
2: they bear down, right? And they're like, they're really getting after because they get these like levels, right? For right. however the difficulty of the song is. So you have to sit there, and you gotta be like in it, like oh yeah, oh yeah. Mary had a little lamb. <laughs> You're goddamn right, she did. And
1: that's the best version I've
0: ever heard. Ever heard ever? I mean, I want to be, I want to be supportive, man. I want to
1: do the best I can. And my youngest did uh, drum lessons for a while, but all the drums were at the lesson place. Uh, the only I thing, well, for for the most part. And then she had like you know that practice pad. Yeah. And then I, we bought her a, a set of drums after that, and then she quit. So.
2: Oh. Dude. Yeah, but I don't mind the drums.
1: Like, oh, me either, you know, I, like, I, and Abby did guitar, and it was fantastic. Yeah, the,
2: the recorder, that high pitch, or any of the air instruments to me, like if you're not really good at them, it can sound really bad. Right, right. And that to me is harder than
0: anything. Well, I think the fun part for like my daughter, because she plays baritone, is that she is at a point now... Uh, with lessons and things where like she knows when it's not where it needs to be. Uh, and so yeah. she'll like play a note and I'll hear her in the room go, uh, uh, <laughs> <and> then, like, <laughs> like so she's at least like sort of like aware, you know, of, of, of what's going on. This all just revolves around me being lazy. That's it. Not
1: absolutely not. And you know that, you know, you're just saying that yeah. because if you were lazy, you would say, I want to sit at home and watch cops. You want to go out and enjoy the outside. Oh yeah. I, I would. I, w- I just wish got we we were... a parks and recreation t-shirt on. And it has nothing to do with the TV show. I oh, do assuming. we just, and I He's think I'm selling
2: I, it anyways right like he he's selling the product of he's an outdoor guy right, right. Oh, but, well yeah, yeah, but yeah. no i'm gonna go buy one of those too i'm an outdoor guy well no <laughs> but I'm,
0: i am uh dude I, we found a park not very far from us that we didn't know was there and so i've been on these trails a bunch over the course you know the nice days that we've gotten yeah. over the course of the last month and i just love it isn't
1: and it like, it's pretty infecting isn't
0: it dude it, it, and, and, and and like so i do real ther- i do actual therapy but yeah. but this like Going out and being outside and having that sun hitting your face and sweating, dude, that does as as much for me as, as anything else.
1: And I know we have to kind of shorten the show yeah. a little bit yeah, today, sorry, but how amazing that's would it? Because you if guys were late. Right. Uh or this room is being taken jerk. <laughs> because we're late. The, from the guy that Oh, never mind. Uh, yeah. this, this... The guy that changes the time every damn week, by but the way. But then I'm here on time. No, no, you're not. Yeah, I am. When I you're... say I'm
2: going to be here, I'm here. It might be 10, oh, 10 or 15 minutes, so but next... I
1: change it, and I'm here then. So next time, down the hall, I'm going to text and say, hey, I won't be in there until 10, 12. And then no, I'll come in at 10, done 12, that. and it's no, I never No, I'm never that last-minute guy.
2: I'm I like— I am like
1: One time you came in, I thought you were pregnant. You were so late.
2: Well, I've also That's lost a job. lot of weight. You
1: have, by the way. He <laughs> has. But how cool would it be if your therapist and you took for a, took a walk? That'd be that, pretty cool. That would be, that'd be Combining crazy. Combining those two things. Yeah, and he's like- And, and throw some Jägermeister and weed in there? <laughs> what does she look like? Well, I don't know about like, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see, but
0: my, my therapist- Mary though, may not like it. My <laughs> therapist is awesome because he, I don't think he's that much older than I am. And so like, it's a real, he's a real relatable dude. So when you talk about like going for a walk, I'd be like, you know what, that'd probably be all right. Yeah. Mikey would I be okay. Be pretty
1: cool. Uh, who
2: is this? Now, Kevin? until Neal? you ask him to hold hands-
1: now that might yeah. get well, That's then why you would don't get a ask. Little weird just just Grab the hands, Kevin Nealon's <laughs> got a great. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it, but uh, hiking with Kevin Nealon. I've
0: seen his little promos for it. I've oh, never actually walked great. the, ep- the I episode. I want
1: to steal that idea so bad. It's just him and and somebody. A big star. Big stars. Yeah, like uh, uh, Courtney Cox was on recently. Kind of left the. Uh, the uh, secret out about the little thing that the people from Friends are doing. Yeah. I mean, huge stars and they're just walking in the woods, man. Well, why don't you steal it? Because I can't, Court and Cox will not return my phone calls, first of all. <laughs> you should steal it. Every time I call her, the cops call back. Jamie Rivers will walk it, in the woods man, with you.
0: Grab, like, Local people that are around here. I would here. love to do that. And, I, think and that'd dude, be really I think that'd great. be awesome. Dude, it'd be great. And plus, you're like really good at that too, man. Oh, like, thank you. You are for sure one of the reasons that I got out and and started doing it. You and Tony both, man. Seeing Tony's weight loss and then you just diligently doing it every day. And then also too, like the fun aspect
1: of it. Yeah, like it's, it's
0: freaking fun. Yeah. I didn't think it would be fun. And it, it just has really been a, a, a super great thing. It's a for great me. thinker. It's a great yeah. way to um, to
1: work things out. We're gonna have to edit out Tony out of that now. Jeff, uh, <laughs> Jeff's
0: just
2: been the inspiration of a few things. One oh,
1: boy, help,
2: you know, inspiring you to walk, and for me to uh, have my daughter carry mace when she <laughs> walks. <watched. laughs>
1: <laughs> One time when I told you it was a, dis- it was a misunderstanding, <laughs> I might- swear I thought I lived there. I'm I mean, she sorry. has a canon of it
0: now. <laughs> That little sound <laughs> clip right there might be my favorite thing that we've ever done. Oh, and you know what? Shit, we should have opened with this. We're all across the board now, guys. You can get Last Minute Blues Podcast, Spotify, Podcast One, uh, uh, Apple, everything. All right, all right grinder. So, <laughs> So <laughs> follow us and rate us, please. Give us a good rating. We'll take the high ratings. Speaking <laughs> of
1: good ratings, boy, are the Blues good. Boy are the Blues good. One a transition. Oh man, oh man, oh man. Three times this
0: year, they've won at least seven in a row. They win their eighth last night against the Rangers. Um, you know, I feel like with even with the Colorado as being as good as it is, with as good as the West being as good as it is, if the Blues play as well as they can play, they got to be the top dogs, man. Yeah. They got to be. I have to.
2: Yeah, listen, guys. It's it's a tough conference for sure. Probably toughest thing is the division where you got the Avalanche, the Stars, and then the Predators are playing better lately. Uh, which thoughts go out to people in Nashville after yeah, that horrible oh gosh, tornado. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the Blues. Here's the biggest thing: is people always talk about well, the Avalanche are right there and they got two games in hand and they're right. but they got to win those two games. Right. You know, it's not a given that they're going to win those two games. And the best thing the Blues can do is continue to win to put the pressure on the teams behind them to have to win hockey yeah. games. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it's crazy to think sometimes, but that extra pressure sometimes becomes too much for the team. You know, you're in a 1-1 game. You give up a bad goal if you're the avalanche, and now you're like, ah, you know, there goes our game in hand. And right. then you start that pressure starts to mount. So when you have the lead, like the Blues do, to continue to win and put the heat on the teams below you, that's essential, and I really think the Blues finishing first in the Central Division is going to be huge. I would rather watch Colorado and Dallas kick the living bejesus out of each other yeah. in the first round than to have fa- to face one of them right away. I'd rather get what's left over from that series after the first round for the Blues, and look, that's going to give them a good chance of continuing on, getting to the Western Conference uh,
0: championship, and then you know what? You go from there. So how I've seen people debate this and last year I talked to John Kelly about it. And w- w- Jamie, what's your take on home ice advantage in the playoffs? How big of a deal is that truly in 2020? Is it as big of a deal as it used to be? I think it becomes
2: more of a a big deal in like a game 7. Mhm. I do. And you know, I say that as the Blues win the Stanley Cup on the road in game <laughs> 7, but that's another animal. When you get to the Stanley Cup final, it's almost better to be on the road because there's so much crap going on in your hometown. Look at what happened here. We had, like, a million people downtown waiting to celebrate Game 6. Like, there's a lot of shit going on, That's right? so true. When you get out of town, you go to Boston, you can, you know, kind of focus in. But leading up to that, early on in the playoffs, you know what? I think, you know, it is what it is. You just... Game seven, to me, is the big thing. For the first three rounds is you get that last game on home ice, that do or die on home ice, and that, to me, is the only time it makes a big difference anymore because all the ranks are the same. They're all right. gorgeous. They all have great locker rooms. They all have great facilities. And, so. and, at,
1: and at that point, fans are traveling anyway, so you're going to have fans there.
2: Yeah, and the fans are loud, right? Oh. So, honestly, as, as a player, like you just want the crowd to be rambunctious. You yeah. want them to be intense. You don't – if you go into a building – and they're quiet, even if it's your home rink, it's not an advantage. To me, I always want the crowd to be absolutely wired out there. Even if I'm the visiting team and they're screaming obscenities at me, I'm loving it because, hey, what the hell, we're jacked up. This is a hell <laughs> yeah, of a game right out of here, here. <laughs> you know? Yeah,
1: and, and speaking of, and I mentioned uh, fans traveling at that particular point, I want to make a point uh, again to blow a little sunshine up of our owner skirt, uh, Stillman, Yeah. because there are Rangers fans. I'm sure you guys saw this picture, Rangers, or I'm sorry, Blues fans in New York at a Rangers game, and Stillman walks in, and the picture looked like, like they were doing a group picture, and it looked like Stillman walked in right as they were taking the picture. I don't know if you guys noticed that part part of it or not, because they're all like, oh my gosh, like that, right as the picture was taken. So Stillman goes in just to say hello to all these Blues fans that are in New York.
0: Homie probably wearing jeans and Adidas, too. Yeah, obviously. exactly. Yeah, he yeah. was, yeah, was low-key,
1: for yeah. sure. He went
2: there with his kids, uh, took in the game as a family, sat in the regular seats, no suites and things like that. Um, but, look, that's, that's the ownership group. That's the management group here in St. Louis. Knowing these guys personally, knowing how they feel about the team, uh, they care. They care about the fans, and they care about the success of the team, and they just want to be one of the guys at the end of the bar right. that is drinking beer with you and talking hockey and loving
1: the blues. Yeah, That's he's that. the guy that if you go, wow, we won the Stanley Cup, he wouldn't be like, yes, it was an amazing. He'd be like, yeah, it was yeah! really cool. Oh, he was so fired up. <laughs> yeah. and when they wanted. It, he was like a kid,
2: you know, yeah. and, and, and credit to him because, you know, when he, he took over the team, it's not like he had Jerry Jones pockets, right, full of money. That's and the truth. He yeah. made it work, found a great local group of guys that could help make it work, and they won enough games last year to finally stick around and get playoff extra uh, revenue and were able to purchase the team outright. So now it's all local ownership, and I think that makes a huge difference.
1: Can you talk uh, – a guy that doesn't have you know super deep pockets like, like him – Talk about the importance of those extra games, those those playoff games. That's where you make your money. That's where you get in the in the positive, right? Well, look, everybody budgets for the regular season because those are guaranteed games. So you get your
2: 41 guaranteed home dates. After that, and that's how you budget your. So that's the end of it, right? So you have to make sure you can pay all of your bills, everything that's outstanding after 41 home games. Whoop, cut it off. We're done. So now add... X amount of playoff games. Every gate that comes through there, any revenue that you can generate from the playoffs is gravy. It really is. Mm-hmm. Now I know it's not like gravy like you're sitting there like making it rain because you still have costs that are incurred yeah, and all sure, that stuff. Yeah, yeah. The However, the it's line. when you have the right profit margin, your profits become gravy. They weren't counted upon. They weren't in the budget. They weren't in your forecast. So therefore, the deeper the Blues go in the playoffs, every home game, every watch party, everything that they can do in order to generate revenue, that goes to the good, which is so important to a yeah. small, I don't say small market cuz these guys spend the the salary cap every year, but maybe a smaller ownership group as far as, you know, their bulk um
1: net worth. Right. Yeah, it's a little it's a little more difficult for them is yeah. what you're saying.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, and I think too, you know, we we talk about I'm spending to the max and all those sorts of things, and we've talked about him before on the show, and and we have we have absolutely blown sunshine up the skirt of Doug Armstrong, but I think again it just is back to all of these decisions, these player personnel decisions, the trades, the the contract. I mean, this freaking guy. I, the, I wish there was, like, a bigger award than general manager of the year yeah. because I feel like he should freaking have it. I feel like there should be a statue to both of those dudes being built right now in our city. Wow. <laughs> We're just handing out statues hey, now, huh? Real, real, quick, <laughs> uh, real quick, I saw a couple days ago that the NHL uh, official officially, uh, I guess, gave the thumbs up to the relocation of the San Antonio team to, to Henderson, uh, Nevada, for... Vegas mm-hmm. so any more news on the blues and what's what 's coming for us next year? no, nothing yet and they probably there probably won 't be any
2: announcement um, until the ahL season's over because there's probably a team that currently has minor league guys that would be affected by it, and you have uh, to be careful and I know that we 're finding okay. out early that San Antonio the rampage are moving, uh, but still those players are property of the blues and, and maybe there's a team that's going to Let's say move on from an affiliation that they have with a current NHL team, but you don't want to stir up all that dust while the season's going on. Sure. So those deals might be happening. There might be one that's already done that we don't know about. But now, when the conclusion of the AHL, the NHL season, it'll all be formalized and probably you know broadcast out.
0: There. I mean, this is a real big deal, though, right? Well, it's like,
2: massive. I look at, I can't tell you enough, and we talked about it before this show even started. You know, Jeff and I talked about it uh, several times. Is how important it is this day and age to develop your own players. And when the Blues had split squad, you know, some guys in San Antonio under the Colorado team, some guys in Chicago. It was, it was a nightmare. It was not set up for success. You're not able to grow your own guys. And since they've been in San Antonio, look at what they've been able to do. Some of the prospects that have come up, some of the development that they've been able to uh, implement, and also the systems, having that culture, starting the minors, and you, you get to develop your own guys. So it's essential that they go find somebody, a team out there that they can take over in its entirety mm-hmm. and continue to develop their players. You
1: know, you've, you've mentioned that many, many times that uh, I think it was a Robert Thomas you said is maybe the exception to this. But you can have all this talent, but when you're young, you've got to learn how to be an NHL player. You've got to learn how to be a minor league player. And, and I don't want this to get too hockey dork, but I like reading the articles about the dudes that are in the system that are not even in the minors yet. Uh, and and I don't remember the guy's name. pos Is it Tyler Tucker? Tucker yeah. was the last name. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. I don't remember I, the first. I saw yet. some video on this guy, and I, he's like twelve or something. No, no, he's, he's pretty young. <laughs> but he looks like he's a piece of meat that can throw fists, but can also score. Defenseman, right? Defenseman. Yeah. Stay at home defenseman. Yep. Blah blah blah. But he looks like he's the future. And like I said, I don't want to get too hockey dork. But you know about the kid? Have you worked out with the kid at all?
2: Yeah. No, I haven't seen him uh, up close and personal yet. Uh, but I do know that. Yeah, he's. He's a solid prospect, you know, and, and this is where I tread carefully as I don't get too Horny over these things, yeah.
1: And you know, I'm the exact opposite. <laughs> no kidding, like, I've already started the base of the Clint Coston uh, statue. Seriously, it's just with elbow macaroni, <laughs> but still,
2: nonetheless, yeah. Right?
1: Nonetheless, I got it started. Uh, so, but you, but gotta, you don't have to talk to uh, talk about necessarily him, but that process of you, know, I'm 19 years old or 18 years old, 16 years old in the system, I still don't know what I'm doing other than when I'm on the ice.
0: And, and I'm still also, and before you go, like, I'm fascinated by what the scouts see as far as the raw potential for these guys to be able to say, well, in two years, we think he could be here. And then in four years, the NHL, that is the part to me.
1: That's a skill by those guys. Yeah.
2: Well, they start scouting them early, right? And you develop a database on these guys. And so when you see a kid that, you know, hasn't even hit the draft age yet, you start to put together just a little bit of a file. And then the next year when you watch him, you see where he's gone. And then when you see this, it's almost like a stock forecast, right? When you see the stock starting to rise, you're like, okay, so every year there's been an improvement with this player, just like a stock, I'm going to buy some of this. I'm going to get involved in this Apple thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? that (laughs) makes sense. And, you know, you have your hits and you have your misses when it comes to that because the jump from junior to uh, the American League is big, the American League, the NHL, and it is a bit of a gamble at the same time, just like stocks are for some people, and, and but that's how you do it. You build your database, and you kind of project where this player could be in the future, and some of them continue to rise every year. Some of them plateau. Some of them start to regress, and that's how you have it. That's why I'm always very cautious about these young prospects and not getting too crazy is because sometimes when they get to the big boy game, which isn't even the NHL, like the American Hockey League, all the guys in that league were projected big stars too. And so you got to be careful. Maybe you're not as big a star as you think when you can't eclipse those guys. That's why, again, I always go back to you must dominate the American Hockey League
1: before being a legitimate that's, NHL guy. That's a great point because everybody in the minor leagues was always head and shoulders the best one on their team.
2: You can look at it. The way I look at it is I always say it's a funnel, right? And if you can picture this in your mind, you throw every hockey player, every youth player in the world in the top of the funnel. And as the funnel gets down to be slimmer and where you're getting actually something out of the bottom – Think about how many guys are not going to come out of the bottom of that funnel. I can't imagine yeah.
1: what the percentage is. Just one is guy spits
2: out of the bottom of the funnel. From all of those players you've put in the top, that's what it's like. Yeah. You know what the
0: craziest part about Rivers is? Uh, have you ever seen his feet? <laughs> 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 no. I was broken he toe. comes in, he gives us all kinds of shit for, for any number of reasons. Yeah. But then... He's got gyms like that that make you go, you know what? Oh, wow. He's pretty good.
1: He's He's good. (laughs) What it is is you came home late and you didn't cut the grass. And you hated your sister. So dad comes upstairs and he yells at you and yells at you and yells at you. And then he says, buddy, let's go have some dinner. <laughs> that's that's him. That's him right there. You son of a bitch. You're the dad I never had. All right. Well, a
0: couple if things. You only knew. First of all, podcast everywhere. Get uh-huh. it now. Share it with friends. Tell people we're doing it. Last Minute Blues podcast. It's everywhere now. Also, we'll take your emails. LMBP uh, at 1057 com. We'd love to have those. And and there could be a sponsor to talk about soon, people. Mm-hmm. Holy cow! Yep. So uh, we've got a lot going on here at the Last Minute Blues Podcast, but we thank everybody for listening. Donnie Fandango, Jeff Burton from 105.7 The Point, from 101 ESPN, and former Blues defenseman, Jamie Rivers. Thanks, boys. The Last Minute Blues Podcast. Hear more at 1057thepoint.com.
1: Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right
0: music